3: Saturday mornings with Jim Valley, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 Eastern. Jim's going to have a lot to talk about this weekend as AEW Collision is kicking off tomorrow night. And it's Friday, so you know what that means. We got previews, SmackDown, Rampage, Collision, and Forbidden Door. We talked a lot about this yesterday, but we can uh, continue that discussion today. And yes, the CM Punk interview for ESPN was released and uh, I can't wait to talk about it. My favorite thing to talk about on this show, CM Punk. I wonder if he's still keeping a counter of how many days I've talked about him on this professional wrestling radio show. Well, we'll talk more about it today, as well as Miro. Miro is back tomorrow as well. We've got the Dynamite ratings for Wednesday night. And we got a lot of legal stuff to talk about. Ted DiBiase Sr., Saying the only reason his family is being targeted as part of the Mississippi Welfare Funds scandal is due to his famous name, and he says it's a bunch of garbage. We've also got WWE's uh, the WWE MLW lawsuit. WWE had a motion to dismiss uh, dismiss this, and it was denied. So we'll give you the timeline of everything there, and uh, and talk about that. We've also got obviously. Uh, the rest of the news heading into the weekend and uh, Forbidden Door and everything else. And uh, we're going to get into it today. 425-780-7566 is the text message number. 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com is email if you'd like to email me. At Brian Alvarez on Twitter. And maybe, as the show gets going here today, if we decide we need to discuss things On the telephones, perhaps I'll open them up, but we shall see. Back in a moment with more Observer Live.
5: This is Ron Barr. I've got a great suggestion for you. Father's Day is coming up, and if you really want to give him something I know he'll like, give him the Omaha Steaks Dad's Favorite Grill Pack. I guarantee he'll say, wow, this is great. Your dad doesn't need another electronic gadget. Just visit omahasteaks.com, type in sports in the search bar, and order the Dad's Favorite Grill Pack for just $99.99, and you'll get eight free burgers. Your gift package includes bacon-wrapped fillets, boneless pork chops, gourmet jumbo franks, and boneless chicken breasts. And for a sweet finish, you'll get delicious caramel apple tarts. Trust me, I've had them all, and your dad will love them, and it's a Father's Day gift you and your dad will always remember. From experience, I can tell you Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life guaranteed. So surprise your dad with something both of you can enjoy and never forget. That's OmahaSteaks.com. Keyword sports. It's the ultimate Father's Day gift.
4: Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today.
1: 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495.
6: Collectible Exchange is the most trusted sports memorabilia company in the country, carrying game-used, autographed, and other one-of-a-kind items. Founded by collecting icon Brandon Steiner from Steiner Sports, they can also help you evaluate, authenticate, and sell your sports collectibles. Check out collectibleexchange.com and use code RADIO20 for 20% off between now and Father's Day with over 150,000 items and over 80 pro and college athletes selling directly to you. That's code RADIO20 at (laughs) collectibleexchange.com.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show,
3: Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi also of WrestlingObserver.com. We get to talk about my favorite subject here today, and that is CM Punk. What would Observer Live be without getting to talk about CM Punk? This from the front page of WrestlingObserver.com. CM Punk says he's apologized to Tony Khan for the AW All-Out Media Scrum and regrets how he handled the situation. Punk revealed the news in a much-anticipated ESPN interview released on Friday, told Mark Ramondi that he was frustrated at the time of the Scrum and, quote, just didn't approach it in the right manner. The first thing I said to Tony when I sat down with him and spoke to him after it was, man, I'm really sorry I put you in that position. I apologized for the Scrum. But when you've watched that scrum, you're looking at a very, very frustrated guy who had told people, that's not the first time he heard all that. It's not the first time lawyers were told all that. And I was just looking for something to be done, and nothing got done. So if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. And I just did not approach it in the right manner, but tension was high. I was very, very pissed. I pretty much knew that I just injured myself again. I was hurt. I was disappointed. Yeah, it's very easy for me to say I regret that, and I handled it the wrong way 100%. Regarding the physical confrontation after the scrum, Punk said that everyone is trying to move past what happened that night. However, he would say that he does not think it was as big of a deal as it's been made out to be. He noted similar situations occur from time to time amongst teammates and major sporting leagues as well. I don't think what happened was a big deal, he said. This has happened in the last 10 months in hockey, in basketball, in baseball, in just about every sport. And it's covered and it's gone the next day. I think because I've injured my tricep, I've been out for so long, I think it has been exacerbated. I think it's been. Oh, he says it again. Exacerbated, exacerbated by people. It's been blown out of proportion, damn it, by people spreading lies about the whole thing. And when in reality, my attitude is, well, S happens. He addressed the Hangman Page promo on the May 25 edition of Dynamite as well. He said that he and Page spoke backstage before the segment about what they would say. But Page strayed from what they agreed on. When Punk questioned him about it afterwards, he said Page told him he said what he did because Punk had attempted to get Colt Cabana fired from the company. Ramondi wrote, Punk told ESPN he has no relationship with Cabana, but that he never asked Khan to take Cabana's or anyone else's job. But others in the company, including the elite, believe Punk did indeed do that, per sources. Punk continued to say that Page going off script led to them, quote, having a garbage match... At the pay-per-view. I proceeded to have what I think is a garbage match because I'm trying to protect myself on stuff instead of actually just working and trying to put on the best performance that I can. I'm keeping an eye out. He chopped me in the mouth one time. I'm like, okay, did you do that on purpose? You chipped my tooth and I'm like, all right, should I give him a receipt? It changes the dynamic. It poisoned everything for me. It made it all really, really ugly. And that was what set all of this off. And here we are over a year later and ain't S been done about it. Punk continued to say he's attempted to speak with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks regarding what happened. However, he told ESPN that after attempting to contact them, he received, quote, messages from lawyers saying, quote, do not contact this person. He has also been told that using the real-life situation as part of an angle on television is not going to happen. Punk expressed frustration at being labeled, quote, the bad guy regarding the situation and says he's just been trying to defend himself. He said people in the AEW locker room leaking reports to the wrestling media have contributed to the drama. Now we all got to roll in the effing mud, and that never should have happened, and has never been course-corrected, Punk said. So I understand people want to say, oh man, Punk is a jerk. Well, yeah, because I'm defending myself. I will always defend myself. I'm open to having a full-blown effing sit-down powwow discussion with everybody about it, but it hasn't happened yet, and it's not because of my lack of trying. Punk makes his long awaited return to the ring on Saturday, main event, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then he talks more about Saturday. He says, "Y'all haven't seen me since I won the belt. I'm coming back. Tune in to find out exactly what I have to say. I'm picking up right where I left off." So, that's the uh that's the main quotes. And uh today everyone's talking about it. And you know, there's a lot that they're talking about. And one of the things is people being upset at the, quote, wrestling media, which is like being mad at the regular media, because uh, they didn't get what they thought that they were going to get. And what I can tell everybody is, I don't know what anybody else said about this, but I said one thing about this. And what I said about this was, there's an interview coming out on ESPN on Friday, and it's gotten some people very upset in the AEW locker room. That's what I said. And do you know what happened? Well, what happened was, a lot of people were very upset in the locker room. Now, some people have looked at this and said, well, what has everybody got to be so upset about? What are they so mad about? Well, there's, there's two things here. And one of them, one of them, I don't, I don't even care about. There was a lot said in this interview that did not end up in print. And it's like that with every interview anyone's ever done. What was said that did not end up in print? I don't know. I've heard people talk about certain things, but I didn't see it. And at the end of the day, you know, I don't care. Like, whatever he said that didn't end up in the interview is irrelevant. It didn't end up in the interview. It's not something that needs to be talked about. It did not get printed, okay? But what did not end up in the interview did make people angry. Then what is it? And here's the thing. Here's the other thing. Because forget forget what was not printed. Let's talk about what was printed. Because I've had a lot of people say, well, you know, why would anybody be mad about this, okay? And I want to make this clear, because, oh, he's choosing sides again. Listen, there's some stuff in this interview that i think punk was like spot on about and the biggest is him talking about how he apologized to tony khan for the scrum okay because you know what at the end of the day i've said this from day one forget the fight ever happened okay let's imagine that we live in a timeline where there was never a fight it never happened nobody went in the locker room nobody punched anybody nobody threw a chair nobody just pretend none of that ever happened That scrum was a disaster. It was a disaster. A guy sat there and completely, totally eviscerated the company while the owner of the company sat there looking like he was a hostage. That made this company look like such a rinky dink promotion. And man, you should have heard the things that people said about Tony Khan just sitting there letting this all go down. That, forget everything else, that was a disaster. So, sitting down and apologizing for that, saying that that was the wrong thing to do, that's great, because it was, okay? Now, the thing with, with people getting upset about this interview, I may have to go into the next segment with this thing oh right God. here. Oh, God. The thing with people getting upset about this, everybody, is it's just like everybody listening to this right now and everybody on Twitter and everybody in the chat, okay? If you like CM Punk, and you're a friend of CM Punk, you're not going to see anything wrong with any of this. If you are friends with the Hangman, if you're friends with the Young Bucks, there's a lot here that you're really not going to be happy about. And I don't know why that confuses people. Hangman is a really well-liked guy. Everybody loves the Hangman. Everybody loves the Young Bucks. So there's a lot of people in the locker room that really like those guys and so when cm punk comes out and says you know i didn't think it was a big deal that there was a backstage fight it happens all the time that made a lot of people really upset because you want to do an analogy because we're going to blow this totally out of proportion but you know you know vinny right well-liked guy everybody likes vinny he's way more likable than me well anyone's got carjacked okay nobody got hurt okay nobody got killed someone just stole his car and then they crashed the car and they got arrested and they went to court okay if this guy went to court and he goes eh who cares about a carjacking people get carjacked every day i don't think it's a very big deal you people think Vinny's friends day, are Dave? gonna go you think vinnie's friends are gonna go hey the guy's right there are carjackings every day i don't know what vinnie's so mad about you would be all right no vinnie's friends would be upset that a guy said that Vinny's friends and family, like his wife, I mean, they'd be mad. So, a guy going, eh, it's no big deal, you know? We had a wild brawl, there was biting and chair-throwing and everything. It happens all the time. Yeah, you know, people can get upset about that, you know? It's possible. But anyway, we're going to a break. Back in a moment. Observer Live.
0: stop overpaying and call right now
1: paid for by steel man pills 800-965-1295 800-965-1295 800-965-1295 that's 800-965-1295 president
4: biden recently released a massive six trillion dollar budget the largest budget in u.s history and guess who pays the bill that's right you the american taxpayer American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you. If you got a letter from the IRS and you know you owe back taxes or you haven't filed in years, don't
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer
2: Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Oh yeah, I'm a bad guy again? That's Friday. I'm going to go all the way with my my heel shtick
6: here and just open up
3: the phone lines.
6: Mm -mm -mm. Not now, I'll do it later. Mm -mm -mm. Yes? What do you want to say? So there's more to it and there's people that know. Well, I mean, yeah. So... Are you telling me that Mark Raimondi leaked quotes to the AEW locker room? I don't think he
3: leaked anything, but I think. Are you it,
6: telling me CM Punk then leaked quotes to the AEW locker room? I or think, would it be I, I think the that, AEW officials? That I were think there that monitoring? most likely everybody
3: had to take a look at it or was aware of it. I don't know. But I mean, it was uh, it was definitely out.
6: It would be one of those three then, right?
3: Uh, well, no, it could be. Or it might be
6: the cameraman?
3: I mean, perhaps. Wait, it wasn't on tape. Perhaps everybody involved had to uh, had to see it. I don't know. Perhaps. Uh, but Who knows? I don't know. But everyone was talking about it Wednesday night, so what do you want me
6: to do about it? Probably like, shut the F up about was, it like those people should. Because was, if you don't present any evidence, you don't bring up anybody, and obviously then that person probably would want to remain anonymous. Well, guess what? Do some reporting on it. This has now been known for several days. We'll see if any reporting comes out afterwards about what those quotes were. Well, maybe they will. What the quotes were and who released those quotes. Well, you know what? I'd like to know because if there's not, the way I look at this is, much like sports teams, much like every day in life, you're going to have two people that don't like each other at work at all. Hangman Page and CM Punk, at least those two we know for sure are going to be those people. Keep them apart. Do what you got to do. But it's probably, it is really truly time for everyone to move on, for everyone's benefit, because now you got five hours of national TV, including a show that, yes, people, fans are going to look at and go, I don't like CM Punk, or I like CM Punk, whatever, I'm going to tune in, I won't turn into Dynamite. Guess what? That's not going to benefit anybody in the long run. Doesn't benefit the company in the long run, will not benefit the people that they're working with who have nothing to do with this, who have been tired with this crap for over a year, to get drawn back into it. So that's what I'm saying. If somebody's got something, say something. Well, if my, you don't my, have anything to say, my guess you is probably shut up.
3: My guess is you're probably going to hear about it in the next couple of days. So maybe just chill out and wait, brother, just like we chilled out for the actual quotes to come out. But I'm oh, pretty man. sure I'm pretty sure you'll you'll probably hear something in the next couple of days. But again, you know, I don't even know what you're so mad about because I'm the one that says it didn't matter what he said that
6: wasn't I'm printed. Not upset, Who cares? But I'm just I'm I'm responding back to this whole thing that started yesterday where the oh there's these magic quotes out there. Okay, I'm down. I'm fine. Bring them then. Do something then, other than the rumor of well, man, he said something that made people really upset. Let's hear it. Let's see something. Let's see some actual reporting done on it. How about that?
3: Bro, bro, on a Wednesday night, everybody was talking about a CM Punk interview that was coming out on Friday that said a lot of things that made people upset. Okay? Well, has anyone that's, gone back and hey, tried to, try to ask that person the how they found
6: out about that?
3: That's the story.
6: Did anyone ask the person that then relayed that has anyone the person. Done the it wasn't a person. It was like it
3: was half the locker room was talking about it.
6: Half the locker room. Wait a second. Half the locker room is saying something and no one knows what the quotes are yet?
3: I mean, they discuss things amongst themselves, yeah. They didn't just say, oh, you know, I heard this or that. They had specific things that they were talking about. So, but
6: it again, wasn't printed, So what do you CM want me to do Punk, about it? Mark Raimondi or AEW, the official, whoever went and reviewed it, then told the locker room.
3: I don't know who told who what, dude. I don't know who told who what, okay? But if anyone's going to sit here and act like every single thing in every single interview is always true. Dude, if I interview Rocky Romero and they do a sh- an article about it on the front page, how much of that interview you think is going to be in that thing?
6: Well, here, here's a question for 10%? you. 10%? Especially when it comes to ESPN and the you know the way things go. If there was something so spicy in there that was not an issue about legal that was cut out because it was a legal issue. Maybe it was. Maybe that's the issue. I don't know. I mean, obviously, there's legal things
3: going on here. I mean, the guy can't even—he uh, literally, what did I say here? He tried so to wait, uh, have so a meeting Brian, with the Bucks on, and the out. lawyers said you cannot talk to issue, these guys.
6: If it was a legal issue that they then went and turned around and told the locker room openly about, then again, maybe that hole should be plugged. If you're AEW, because somebody just it fired probably the should. Whole room what in what the are you media? yelling at me for? I'm not yelling at you. I didn't do you. anything. I'm talking into this microphone, son yelling at me it's friday i got
3: something to do with this
6: yeah, you open Christmas. up the phone lines now huh anything else no Oh, I'll i talk, could you i'll talk about miro
3: oh, i'd love to open up phone lines i'm doing it next miro spoke to good karma wrestling <laughs> well that's clearly not this show now is it he was asked about the months he spent away from the company <laughs> he said it sucks like i said looking for answers and not getting any it's not a good place This guy's guy's coming back tomorrow, everybody. (laughs) This guy's coming back tomorrow. Okay?
6: Well, so's Rosa, and she can't even wrestle.
3: It sucks. Like I said, looking for answers and not getting any. It's not a good place. And not just me. I think he's saying it's not a good place to be in a place where you're not getting any answers. I don't think he's talking about AEW. Not just me, but just overall as a human being, when you have no answers to all these questions, it just eats you inside. I'm aching. I'm aching to come back and find out what's going on. What's happening, it's been a while. There's nothing like pro wrestling fans. He puts over the fans or anything like that. But anyway, he's coming back, and he says he doesn't know why he wasn't used for all those months. It is a mystery to him. He doesn't know why. It's like evolution. It's... I suppose we shouldn't talk about this either. Well, I could talk about ratings. <laughs> no, wait, hold on. I have a radio else? show where people don't want me to talk about anything.
6: No, well, you got to hit the trifecta on this then, which was Roosh. I guess somebody uh, talked about Hangman Page and hitting CM Punk, and uh, I got to find this Roosh retweet. You know. well, yeah, yeah, so, somebody, somebody, somebody else who's tweet- going to end up on Friday nights here sooner or later. Somebody
3: tweeted something like, you know, he complained about Hangman. Wait till Wait till Roosh punches him right in the face, <laughs> and uh, Roosh retweeted that. I guess it's I shouldn't right talk about Valley. that either, right? I don't want to get anyone in trouble.
6: Oh, my God. Can you spin it into Vinny getting carjacked? Hey, that happened, dude. I know it happened. Carjackings happen. happen every day, bro. Every day. Hey, people get They happen every
3: day. day. What's the big deal? I don't get it.
6: You got to see that.
3: Why baby. would he be angry about
6: that? You don't know anything. AW Dynamite, 832,000
3: viewers in 18 to 49, third on cable, point three, down 9.1% from last week. Ties Dynamite's fourth-best rating since March 22. With the NBA and NHL playoffs ending, no sports competition. An ESPN broadcast of an MLB game between the Yankees and Mets did above-average numbers for that network, topped the cable charts with a .42 in 18-49, and did 1.903 million viewers. Vanderpump Rules special episode called Secrets Revealed! (laughs) Took the second spot on the charts with a .41. You know they should do? A.W. Dynamite, Secrets Revealed, next Wednesday.
6: I don't know. If the Mets keep playing like they're playing, you can do the Mets Revealed. 1.134 million for that
3: show there. Biggest decline, women 18-49, to 49, down 18.2%. And, uh, man, uh, ratings pattern for this show was not good. It was uh, a solid 900,000 for the first hour, and then it fell off a cliff. To the point that the main event segment did 699,000 viewers. So that was a big time off the cliff there for the end of that show. Which was, ironically, the part of the show that everyone said was was the best. Other than the, uh, the opening match. So, uh, there you go. Then we got this old Ted DiBiase fella. Can we agree on him, please? Well, you know, Mike, crimes happen every day. Like... This is bunk, according to Ted DiBiase.
6: I don't know. Who's your accountant? The reason his family
3: is being targeted, he said, as part of the Mississippi Welfare Fund scandal, is due to his famous name. DiBiase, his sons, DiBiase Jr. and Brett DiBiase, are being sued by the Mississippi Department of Human Services. state is alleging the father and son's misappropriated funds meant to go to nonprofit organizations to address poverty. DeBiase recently spoke about the case, referred to it as, quote, a bunch of garbage. Mm. We're doing good, said Ted. We're doing good. All of that is a bunch of garbage. He said it at a bakery named Versailles. I'm not at liberty to talk about it, but damn it, we need to know all the details, Ted. But you know, it's kind of like you're looking for a scapegoat. Huh. You say his family is being made a scapegoat. So
6: you're you're saying that CM Punk is, a sca- is or trying to find scapegoats? What do you, how are you I'm trying to tie this here. in with the, with I'm the, the tone of your voice here? I'm the, ah, I'm, the, I'm the bad this guy This always today. comes
3: back to you. Yes, of course it does. It's my All show. Right. I'm the one talking. Mm-mm-mm. We're caught in the middle of it. If I didn't have a celebrity name, they wouldn't even be looking at me. The lawsuit, however, lists him as owing $1.9 million. Dibiase Jr. owes $2.89 million. And Brett owes 824000 It's like a family affair. DiBiase Jr. has been charged criminally in relation to the scandal as well, facing six counts of wire fraud, one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud, and to commit theft concerning programs receiving federal funds, four counts of money laundering, two counts of theft concerning programs receiving federal funds. But it's a bunch of garbage, says the million-dollar man.
6: So that's the update there. Enjoy jail, Teddy. I mean, I hate to say it, and I hope somehow for your sake that this is all a big misunderstanding for you and not only you, but your two sons, because I wouldn't want to think that the million dollar man, a guy of God, a guy who promotes his Christianity so much would be so low as to use welfare money for some of the poorest people in this entire country to go ahead and use that for your own personal gain although i don't know maybe by the time the trial rolls around you know all of that cte that you were throwing out there that you know and again i hope that's not the case either but boy you've already thrown that out there that man you're having some memory issues yeah right what a joke please we're
3: back in a moment with more observer live <music>
1: That's 800-760-1845. Hey, airline travelers, let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation Staples
2: has everything you need to help run your
1: small business. Shipping
2: supplies and services to help move orders out the door. Print and marketing services so you can print signs, banners, and presentations fast. And now, during Staples Small Business Deal Days, you save 50% when you buy any combination of five or more boxes, mailers, and shipping tubes. Plus, find new deals for small business in-store every week. Keep your business running right and safe at Staples. Offer valid in-store online order pickup and Instacart. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Concord, New Hampshire location. Prices may vary. N71. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez
3: here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Why do you
6: ask me why I'm in the dark right now? It was sunny, you could tell. It was sunny outside before I started doing this show with Brian, then clouds rolled in thunderstorms damn it brian this
3: guy goes can we please not compare a carjacking to a locker room fight bro first off i used a carjacking because we all know vinnie number one and number two i hate to tell you but there were significantly more injuries in that locker room fight than in Vinny's carjacking in which there were no injuries whatsoever so like that's just a locker room fight wait who's gonna a human carry it- just bit another human and threw a chair who's gonna carry it longer I was gonna. Well, Vinny's never going to live down the carjacking because he... he I bet he, you he'll handle guys know this than story? all of these guys. <laughs> this would only happen to Vinny. No, he didn't have a gun. The carjacker no, no. didn't have anything. No. The carjacker yanked Vinny out of the car, jumped in, and drove off. Okay? The carjacker then crashed into a telephone pole and, uh, and totaled Vinny's car. Okay? Vinny then calls the insurance company because he got carjacked and his car got totaled. And the insurance company explained to him, well, um, yeah, you actually owe more on the car than it's worth. We're going to send you a bill. Cold yes.
6: world, man. Cold world. At least his dog was safe when Kenny Omega ran out and was able to get it out of the back before the guy drove away.
3: Yeah. Well, the phone lines are open 844. 913 2727. That is 844 913 2727. And our main man, Dagan, is here. And uh, someone in the chat goes, How's Dagan always get through? He calls, dude. There's five lines. They're not all full right now. So if you want to get on the air, 844 913 2727. Yes, Dagan.
4: Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, Twitch homies? Yeah, it's really easy. I just put the number in my phone and press the button, and I call and get in. It's, like, super easy. But uh, I wanted to call in today to save everyone from more CM Punk talk and talk about somebody that is way less controversial with the fans, and that is Bill Goldberg. Now, I know there's been some speculation of Goldberg coming into AEW, Tony Khan talking about how he regularly speaks with a guy. And uh, I know a lot of people probably don't want to see Goldberg anywhere near an A.W. ring, but I have a scenario that I think would be amazing. Oh, man, you're telling me we don't
3: even get calls, but we get fantasy booking as well? What a fun Friday. (laughs) Uh, correct. All right, let's hear it. I think Mike got out of his
4: chair. Goldberg's debut match must be him murdering QT Marshall. Come on, guys. That would be amazing. Tony Khan, if you're listening, you're welcome. Have a good one, guys.
6: C- can I have
3: Powerhouse his, Hobbs his doing that so get out of that group? <laughs> his fantasy booking, booking, mind you, his <laughs> fantasy booking was that Goldberg should be- beat QT Marshall. Kill him. Wow. You know, Apparently. Dagan, that's a great scenario. I'll bet we could stretch that literally over an hour. Okay. If you would like to call, 844-913-2727. Unless
6: it's Ryback to talk about how he wants to face Goldberg. Don't do that. Or you can text
3: 425-780-7566, and uh, it's the same deal. I'll just read your text instead of you having to talk like Dagan did right there. U.S. District Judge in San Jose has denied WWE's motion to dismiss... MLW's amended antitrust lawsuit, meaning the proceedings will continue. Judge Edward Avila Meltzer... What? No, it's not. uh, ...disagreed with several points in WWE's motion, including their stance that wrestling is an interchangeable programming option for broadcasters, and, quote, the court finds that MLW has sufficiently pleaded circumstantial evidence of WWE's monopoly power, or as WWE feels right-holder's, Like NBC, Universal, and Fox wield the power due to WWE receiving 85% of their revenue from TV rights. So uh, it's going to continue. And, uh, you know, when this first started, this first started in March of 2022. It's been on over a year. And uh, I remember when this lawsuit was first filed, it was ridiculed. Like, what is going on here? Dude, this thing has gone to court uh, nine times now. WWE filed the motion in March. The lawsuit moved forward with a trial date to be determined in December. WWE tried to file a protective motion in January. Uh, the motion to dismiss part of the lawsuit was uh, granted in February, but then MLW was offered the chance to refile, which they did in March after they asked the court to deny a protective order. And then WWE filed the motion to dismiss the amended lawsuit MLW responded, and the judge denied uh, WWE's motion to dismiss.
6: Across the board. So
3: this is still ongoing. Yes. This is still going here. So it's going to be interesting. I always love reading these lawsuits because of the stuff that, uh, you know. What's his name? Um, K&L Gates, uh, WWE's lawyer. McDivitt. McDivitt. Jerry McDivitt. This guy is incredible. The guy this stuff oh, yeah. comes up with is absolutely incredible. So, uh, And then there was that other one where... You know, they literally used uh, some article on a a random website to claim that AEW had signed this gigantic. No, I don't think it was a torch. It was an article. It was an article that had taken something from the torch. It wasn't (laughs) even the torch. And he used that to say, my God, look at the deal. Like, AEW got a $243 million deal. When it didn't.
6: Hey, well, that's what you do. But he was clever. He goes,
3: it's been reported.
6: Reported, Yes. And unfortunately, the problem with that is when you have 92% of the market share, whatever it was when it came to the the broadcast, I mean, there's a lot of meat on these bones, even if you don't like Court power, because I think a lot of people at the beginning of this were side-eyeing, going, all right, Court, right, what, what's the deal here? The reality of the situation is when you have... Swerve Strickland and Harry Smith being asked to opt out of their MLW deals. You have uh, the Heritage Bank Center in Cincinnati, which AEW has now run, being two of the places, being one of those places that, you know... Go ahead and switch the camera now. (laughs) What's going on over there? There we go! Hey! So, (laughs) you have the Heritage Bank Center, which uh, MLW is accusing WWE of stopping AEW from running. You have the deal with Sinclair Broadcasting having to put their foot down after WWE got them to pull not only ROH's uh, show with New Japan, but also they were going to step in the way of the AAA show, which ultimately never ran there. When you have all that sort of stuff, when you have... I mean, they are so far past the threshold to even bring an antitrust case into Discovery that I guess we shouldn't be surprised really at this point it's going into Discovery and it's going to be very interesting now from this point because, again, one of WWE's deals here was if this thing gets thrown out, then all these millions of dollars are going to be wasted for nothing on discovery. That's not their concern. When you have that much money, it's what court Bauer and these lawyers are going to be able to get out of WWE and asking for specific things that they're going to have to turn over. So there is a lot here to go forward with. And obviously it's moving that way.
3: All right. Portsmouth, You're on the air. What's going on?
0: What's up? You guys Brandon here. First of all, Happy Early Father's Day to you, Brian, and to you, Mike. Hope you guys have a blessed weekend. And Dagan, I heard your fancy booking, and I'm going to raise you one better, man. At Wembley, what we need to have for the TNT title, Warlow versus Goldberg versus Ryback in the triple threat. Book it. And if you don't like that match, I don't know what else to tell you, so... Hey, you guys have a good one. Thank you. Thank you, Portsmouth. Thank you you for
3: the Happy Father's Day wish. My my father, Mike, really appreciates it as well.
6: (laughs) But by the way, shout out to Papa Mike
3: Briscoe. Let's go to Fayetteville. You're on the air. What's going on? Hey, Brian. Hey, Mike. Sounds like it's a red-letter day there today. Sounds like it's been a red-letter day at your house, John.
4: (laughs) I... I really don't have a problem with everybody airing all their grievances. I think both sides should get it out of their system, bring it out into the open. Damn right, John, you're right. Everybody knows something went down. Let's just go with it. Let's talk about it. I mean, clear the air, for heaven's sakes. Then let's move on to doing business. We're crying out loud. This has become way too much drama.
3: God, can you imagine if we would have this show in Twitter during the Montreal screw job?
6: Oh, no. Good
3: God almighty. Thanks, John.
6: Oh, God. Here's one thing I believe fans should do. I'd have quit long ago. Not. <laughs> Move on from it. You really should. You can root for the Young Bucks and CM, po- or CM Punk or Kenny Omega or FTR. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you want to see AEW succeed. And really, at the end of the day, none of this none of this really should affect you personally or anything else. It's your entertainment value and you want the best you can have out there. So again, you can tie yourself into knots with this and that's how message board forums go. That's how social media goes. That's how Reddit goes. That's how the whole deal goes. You're not going to do that, but really you could just not play into any of it. Watch the show and be satisfied. (laughs) Where's John's laugh again.
3: That was a good one, Mike. (laughs) That was the best fantasy booking on this show. Yeah, I know. Oh, let's just not talk about it on the internet. Let's just enjoy that show, everybody. <laughs> yeah, okay.
6: Yeah, well, hey, look. Honestly, aren't you the guy that doesn't deal with anything? You put the fuck I down don't. and then you go out to trutch your grass? Well, I then, don't, hey. but you know
3: what? I'm I'm way beyond the rest of these plebeians. Yeah. This person yeah. says, what do you think you're mm-hmm. going to do with MJF versus Tanahashi? Will he no-show? Oh, or is Tanahashi showing up on Dynamite? Now? Well, of course he won't no-show. They gotta shoot an angle to get MJF and, and Tanahashi wrestling. Tanahashi should show up and hit him with an air guitar. He might. Yeah.
6: Look. No, an I, air guitar. One of the, it's one of the best gimmicks that MJF has in his pocket has been almost since day one. I don't mess with New Japan, any of that sort of stuff. You know, it's uh it gets hidden because, you know, I don't work, you know, rampage, even though he's never said that and that kind of became the thing. But him against New Japan has been good and I mean, that match is going to be good, and that name, I would assume, on MJF's resume as a victory, not the worst thing in the world. First
3: is, is Mark Henry still working for Rampage and just had a month off? Or are they cutting his role? He was there on Friday. I saw him. He did a thing on Friday, so he's there.
6: They got a lot of people.
3: Do you think to move some tickets in Canada, Tony can bring in Starlight Kid? (laughs) It's not to move tickets, brothers, to sell merch. If he wants to sell some. He could sell out all the merch in Canada if he brought in that Starlight Kid, because she outsells
6: John Cena.
3: Did you know that? Yes. Well,
6: isn't isn't the dig at AEW that they wouldn't bring enough merch anyway, and then it would just sell out, and everybody would be disappointed?
3: If Starlight Kid did an interview on this show, and I said, "Do you know that you sell more merchandise than John Cena?" She would laugh like John in Arkansas did during that call. And like a true heel, she would say, "That's true." Let's see. Over-under 869,000 viewers for the debut of Collision. That's a great That's a great question, by the way. Hmm. I think that since it's the debut. Oh, man.
6: I'll be honest. I don't even have a good reference to go off of because I never pay attention unless it's brought up of like a Saturday football game. I don't even know what the baseline would be. I don't even know what we're talking about. I, I will
3: say I'm going to do something crazy. I'm not going to do over-under. I'm going to do equal. I predict the debut of Collision Saturday night with the return of CM Punk does
6: 869,000 viewers.
3: But I don't think it reaches that again for a while.
6: Could be wrong. I'll say 775. I'll go a little bit on the low end, but I'm shooting in the dark.
3: All right. Back in a moment with more Observer Live.
0: Information 800
1: 915 9654, 800 915 9654, 800 915 9654, that's 800 915 9654. You are listening
2: to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: You know I have a lot of sympathy for, Mike? Who's that? The Elite! No, that's not what I was going to say, you morons. I actually have a lot of sympathy for CM Punk. You want to know why? Why? Because I don't know if it's going to be this week or next Saturday or like three Saturdays from now. But man, that show's going to be doing like, I don't know, 6.50 maybe, something like that. And man, people are going to have a field day. They are going to have a field day. They're going to blame CM Punk. They're going to say he's not a draw. They're going to go on and on. Bros, it's a Saturday night show from 8 to 10, okay? Like, I mean, what are we expecting here? Maybe I'll be totally wrong, and it'll do 1.5 million viewers every week. But I'm thinking that, you know, it's regularly going to be doing less than Dynamite. And, you know, and you know what's going to be funny about it is – There's a large contingent of people on Twitter and and places like that that are are only there to cause problems. And what what they do is, like, when the Dynamite ratings come out and Dynamite does, like, 869 or whatever, they're like, show's sinking, it's in the mud. If only they'd had CM Punk this whole time, blah, blah, blah. Those same people are going to be all over the collision ratings threads going on about how, oh, see, he don't mean nothing, blah, blah, blah can't win for losing you You cannot win for losing it's too bad boy do i know
6: that (laughs) too bad cm punk's a hockey fan and not a football fan but i guess maybe that is a good thing because he's going to be hating football come the fall i don't i've said it from the beginning i just don't see how that show holds up with so much broken up football competition Maybe it does. Maybe I'll be dead wrong about it. We'll see. But, I mean, if nothing else, they got to do everything they possibly can to make this regular viewing for people throughout the summer because once fall hits, I don't know.
3: Well, we're out of here, everybody. I'll be back later on this weekend. Tomorrow night, actually, with Dave for the Collision Report. Lots to talk about there, and that's it. We'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.